0: broadcasting before and probably after the rapture. It's the Drew Marshall Show. Well, there's quite an introduction to this lady, and I'm not going to actually read the introduction because there's a lot of fancy words in here, and I'm going to not pronounce them right, but I can pronounce this lady's name. Catherine Daniel, a mezzo-soprano. She joins us live in studio, and she will be our last live on the Drew Marshall Show live performance for season 14. Uh, In 2013... She released her first album, Songs Dear to My Heart. Is that what we're listening to right now? Yeah, okay. Uh, this project is a collection of hymns and spirituals. Catherine participated also in several local concerts and events in her native city Edmonton. Catherine uh, participated in the Franz Schubert Institute. I don't know why I pronounce it like that. It's uh, required. Yeah, it is. There she worked with, uh, with a whole bunch of fancy people whose names I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Have, just have a listen to this. Voice, Look, I want to admit this with everybody. This isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea. But that's... It's, you're missing the point. The point is this. Uh, musical diversity. Uh, that's what I grew up with. My parents took me to the O'Keeffe Center when I was young and I saw ballets and operas. I was in operettas, Gilbert and Sullivan operettas. You don't know that about me. You don't know me. I was in the Mikado, Pirates of Penzance, and... Um, I, I enjoy all kinds of music, and if you don't like all kinds of music, then you can go away right now, because I don't like you anymore. Have a listen. Let it be, Lord, let it be. So here's the thing, folks. She is here, live in studio, and uh, we want to give a special shout-out to Patrick Ballantyne mm-hmm. for saving the day. Ladies and gentlemen, can we all put our hands together for the one and only singer-songwriter Patrick Ballantyne? Yes! Because Patrick Patrick showed up with a keyboard from his home. I mean, the dude went home. He was driving somewhere else. He went home. He picked up a keyboard, and it's here in the house. So, uh, shout out to him. Catherine Daniel, darling, how are you?
1: I am well. Are you? Yes.
0: Um, you scare me.
1: Okay. How so?
0: Well, because... Uh, you're in a genre that exudes confidence and power and strength. Okay. And strong, powerful women scare me.
1: Don't be scared.
0: I'm terrified. <laughs> you grew up where?
1: Edmonton, Alberta.
0: Do we need to tell, like, is it, is it a weird thing that we that I sort of, well, I'm going to say it, so you tell me how weird it is. Okay. That you are a beautiful black woman. Uh-huh. Is that weird that I have to say that? And I don't have to say that, but when I, when I think Edmonton, I don't think beautiful black woman. No, I don't. <laughs> what was it like growing in, up in Edmonton as a beautiful black woman? So, well what you have to
1: think about is, you know, we're we're dealing with um, the early 80s. So right after Pierre Trudeau passed a bunch of laws that enabled people from the Caribbean to come in and immigrate. Right. And the West they needed professionals. So my heritage or my history is a product of those laws being passed. Right. So you know, you're going to school, you're the only black girl. I was in French immersion Catholic school, so the only black girl in your classes. Oui, je Catholic. parle français, je suis bilingue. Woohoo, whoa, vive
0: whoa. le Francais. Can I just say
1: it this way? So part? it's a whole bunch of different paths that led me to be like this really uniquely crafted person. I like pierogies. I like sausage. <laughs> I am a product of the West. Yeah, baby. Why shouldn't Walmart be open 24 hours a day? Oh my Come goodness,
0: on. My goodness.
1: <laughs> but no, I love Toronto. I love the East, but I am definitely a prairie girl. You can't take me out of the prairies. No. No. But I'm c- Carmel Complected. So, let's just go.
0: Carmel Complected? Yes. Again, another that's a punk band. <laughs> right. Th- <laughs> um, c- there's only one thing wrong with French immersion. Okay, what? They don't hold them under long enough. I've never heard that one There you go, I'm here all week kids Mm -hmm. Now introduce your keyboardist please
1: Okay, with me today I have Trevor Chartrand We've known each other for over 10 years And just reconnected Trevor just finished his doctorate um, Out in uh, University of Michigan Studied with the great Martin Katz He's a wonderful collaborative artist And I'm really happy to have him here with me today
0: And I'll bet you Trevor's happy to have a keyboard (laughs) Yes he is
1: Yes Absolutely. Miracles happen every day.
0: Uh, Catherine, I want to figure out if that microphone you're going to use is yeah. going to break as soon as you start <laughs> singing. So can you just do something without any instrumental accompaniment? Sure. Just a little warm. What would be a warm-up exercise for you that you might do? Oh,
2: I mean, you know, you no, know, I don't know. What? Yeah.
0: Do you do you do any like um stuff or di da do di da? I don't know whatever kind of weird wordsmithy no, I will things. I'll do some
1: humming. I'll do some you know some semitonal humming. Like All right. mm. Kind of, but no, we low voices don't. This is a
0: Christian radio station, they don't need those kind of sounds going out over the air.
1: Voices just go, and we're ready to go. And that's one of the products of being a mezzo. It's super so
0: mezzo. It it doesn't mean meatball. What does it mean? It
1: literally means medium soprano,
0: medium soprano, Mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with your talent. That's the range,
1: exactly. (laughs) No, it doesn't even have anything to do with the range. It's more about timbre and my comfort with a specific part of my range you'll hear some bass notes and some middle voice and I like hanging out there I do head up to the high notes I yeah. do sing as high as any soprano okay. but I don't live up there and
0: it's just more about comfort really yeah. um I, would you like a little uh verb on anything at all or do you just want it straight a little maybe a titch no, verb we, I feel good yeah I feel good yeah I was waiting for him one of my one of my most favorite interviews was James Brown it was fantastic. It was, I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was before he died. Right. Yeah. We're <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're
3: assuming as much.
0: Yeah. Um, what is the first song that you guys are going to do, you crazy kids, you?
3: Crazy
1: kids. I'm going to sing My Man's Gone Now from the opera Porgy and Bess. Really? Yes. This My character's name is Serena, and her husband has been murdered. And this is the piece that she sings at his funeral.
0: Okay. My Man's Gone Now by Catherine Daniel here on the Drew Marshall Show. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Daniel on the Drew Marshall Show.
3: Are you kidding me?
1: I'm not joking. (laughs) I'm not kidding around.
0: Man. Okay, first of all, Tim, is the door to the hallway shut? Because we're going to freak out the other station.
1: No, but I felt felt that singing. it. It wasn't just in my ears. Like, my body, oh, man.
0: Okay. Okay. I want to ask our intern something here. Uh, as we'll just get you to snuggle into the mic, there, uh, Catherine. Have you ever seen me stand up after a performance? No, not since I've been here. Yeah. <laughs> I could not sit down. You, ch- you flash me back to, and I think I'm, t- I'm sort of trained for this. Uh, you know, again, my mom and dad taking me to uh, the Royal Alex or the O'Keefe Center. You know, and I, as, as a kid, I'm not really into this stuff, but I was into performance always into performance and just really appreciate. And then when I was there, and I remember there was a family friend, his name was Walter Stothers, Wally Stothers. And he took me to uh, operas as well because he was a fancy guy and we got great seats and he was a member of blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever. <clears throat> and I just remember the emotions that that penetrated me as even as a young, ignorant punk. And you listeners, you listeners, uh, didn't get to see her perform but you are emoting everything not just vocals i mean you are in that character right there and and the that the has to be there for you in this in, in this yeah. kind of singing
1: right and i know that's the challenge with the medium of radio so hopefully the listeners are getting that emotional intent and hearing the heartbreak yeah and for them to get that visual is even further communication. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're learning and you're working as a student, you're so caught up in the technique. And am I standing right? And is my apparatus working that you forget to engage the face and the body because we're storytellers. I'm telling a story in a really unique way with a lot of vibrato and a lot of power, but I'm yeah. still telling a story. So it's not just about the sound. I have to be emotionally invested, and then the emotions inform the sound, which is like really fancy talk for saying I just got to be in the moment.
0: I think that of all the people that Simon Cowell has thrown off of America's Got Talent, no, what's it called again? American Idol. American Idol, one of those shows. Uh, you know, the times that he has said to people something like, I don't believe you, you, you're not translating, it's not coming across. We're talking about breaking down the fourth wall as well. They all need to have operatic training. Did I say the right word? Operatic training? Opera classical, tra- training? classical training. Classical training. They need to have that.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Well... The pop world, I mean, you know, we could spend a whole three hours just talking about the pop world. But for the classical world, because there's this history attached to it and people assume that it's this austere thing that we can't access or doesn't reach us or touch us, Then the responsibility becomes even greater for me to communicate with my whole body. Especially if I were to sing in another language, there's that added barrier. But for the pop world, there are different elements at play there. I personally am attracted to people that have what I call a personal sound signature that have a unique voice and have a unique sound. Um, But, you know, that's, there's a whole, there's all this pageantry and other things associated with that type of music that, you know, doesn't necessarily translate to classical singing.
0: Well, you have been listening and are listening to Catherine Daniel. Her website is simply catherinedaniel.com. Uh, well done getting that uh, website, yeah, by the thank way. Thank
1: you. took five years.
0: Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, tell me about your master teachers.
1: Okay. So when I did my undergrad at the University of Manitoba, so I went to an even more remote city of Winnipeg.
0: Wow.
1: Winnipeg is one of Canada's best-kept secrets, I just want to say. The arts, what's happening oh, in that geez. place, it's off the charts. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And I studied with coloratura soprano Tracy Dahl. With what she kind of soprano? She's a coloratura. What does so that if mean? If you think Queen of the Night or the Dahl song, really high, like if she was in a rock band, she'd be like the lead guitarist, like riffing, like all the high right, notes. Right. Or singing and like
0: Getty Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury, yeah, uh, up and down. Just nine. like
1: the high extension. Got it. Um, and so she's like five foot, four, five foot, four foot nine, <laughs> so pint size. Wow. And she's a powerhouse on stage. Man. And if you want to learn how to sing high and well-supported, you need to study with Tracy. She has one of the best ears in the business. And she's also an incredible woman, incredible wife and mother, and just like the perfect mentor to have. I came to her at 19, couldn't sing above the staff, and well, I you, thank you her for just everything. Stop
0: dropping the cool words. I don't know what that means. Singing above the staff. Does that mean that the <laughs> people that. I couldn't sing b- high. I couldn't oh, sing high. Oh, idols. okay. What's yeah. the staff?
1: So, you know, like. When you're learning piano and you've got the five lines, it's like, every good boy deserves fudge, or right. face, F-A-C-E. Yeah, I remember that. So there are ledger lines, there are notes that are written above those that oh, staff, okay. and those are high notes, okay. and I couldn't sing those high notes when I came to her. Right, So that's right. what I meant.
0: What's the lowest you can sing?
1: Probably an octave below middle C. Well,
0: what does that sound like for our listeners?
1: Yeah, could you play it?
0: M-B-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A Nice.
1: We've got a we've got a bass Did baritone or bass. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Sorry. I'm I'm lactose intolerant. P- pardon me. You're listening to the Drew Marshall Show. We are streaming live at drewmarshall.ca. And we're live in studio. We have an opera singer here. Her name is Catherine Daniel, and she just knocked one out of the park. And that was um. What do you call that? A traditional gospel. Um,
1: it's an operatic piece from the Porgy and Bess. from Porgy
0: and Bass. But Porgy and Bass has, has it's uh, a.
1: Right? You're going to hear jazz and gospel influences. Right. Based on the Gullah people in the Carolinas in the South. Yeah. And what does that mean for me as an Afro-Canadian person singing this music? Well, I interpret it like I would any other language. Right. And I learned the language and how to kind of pronounce that and then imbue it with those other influences.
0: You use cool words. Okay. <laughs> I like that I like imbue What's the next song we're singing?
1: Okay, uh, I'd like to do Or songs An excerpt from Carmen The opera Carmen And I I feel like it it doesn't really need an introduction Because it's been a lot of commercials And the Muppets love it Sure. And so I'm just going to start But this is Carmen and her philosophy of love This is the habanera Uh,
0: And Carmen, was she born in San Diego? No. <laughs> what a loser! Sweet. What a horrible h- sense of humor I have—just absolutely brutal.
1: In the West is Carmen, Carmen San, San Diego. Diego, and I always wanted to do that game where they would put the, you know, the maps on the capital yeah. cities. I, yes. I wanted to be there, yeah, because I didn't know anything about Canada, and I wanted to be on that show. <laughs> Sidebar: Habanera from the opera
0: Carmen by be- Bizet. Beautiful. Again, live on the Drew Marshall Show, the one and only Catherine Daniel. See? Seriously, this is just ridiculous. I am a little overwhelmed right now. Uh, first of all, that's baby making music right there. I'm just saying that there's some giddy up behind that. <laughs> True. No, it's, I mean, come on. Fantastic. What, what are the lyrics? Well, I
1: mean, yes. So it's, well, love is a rebellious bird. So when you try to tame it, it escapes you. And then when you are least expecting it, it comes and grabs you. So yep. This is a come-get-me song because she's out in the courtyard and she's focused now on Don José, the only man out there that's not paying her any attention. So she's a woman about conquest.
0: Can I just... Love! I I want to talk about that for a second. (laughs) What is wrong with women? Because... Why is it that you know? I know these guys that are they're they're pant they're at there panting trying to get a date a woman and they, the women can pick up on that and they go, well, dude, we don't want a thing to do with you because you're trying too hard. And then the guys that don't give a holy grunt, that's who the women flock to. What's that? Uh, I
1: can't explain it. Maybe it's a chemical imbalance in all of our brains. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm
0: gonna go no going to go with that idea. I'm going with that. Thank you. You know, Catherine Daniel <laughs> live on the Drew Marshall Show. CatherineDaniel.com. How can people support you and, and follow you and buy your material and go to your gigs? Is that just like Facebook or with, through the website? or? How? So,
1: yeah, the professional page on Facebook. And I update my website from time to time with like, you know, seasons, events. Yeah. Um, if you want to purchase a copy of my CD, maybe I'll sing a little uh, excerpt from it for you later. Um, you can go on and order it through PayPal, it's awesome. Um, upcoming in Toronto, I'm finally actually performing in Toronto, a contemporary opera called Sweat, um, by Julia Palmer, and it's about the garment industry, and we're performing Daniel Spectrum Theatre, August Long Weekend on a Bicycle Opera Tour. That was a mouthful, but that's my next
0: gig um tim what was why can't oh janet sears do you know that name at all no. so again here's another lady that i want you to get in uh, touch with how would you describe jan i mean she is canada's premier playwright or uh, afro-canadian, Afro-Canadian playwright, playwright thing and persony
3: thing yeah but you know what this, this is like two
0: awkward white guys going hey you know but you i'm a, a drama BFFS.
3: teacher so i have some cred
1: awesome um, i love teachers I'm also yeah, a teacher. Baby. Are you really? Toronto District School Board. Woo! It's yeah. okay. my wife.
0: It's getting weird. It's just <laughs> officially gotten There's weird many in connections here. connections in here, I know. Yeah, there is. Do you have a God story?
1: I do have a God story.
0: Um, Sometimes, well, actually quite often during the live on Drew Marshall Show uh, musical thing. Great publicity there. The musical thing. <laughs> wow. I won't ask about people's God story because the music... Is the thing that penetrates the soul, as I said to you guys earlier, a heck of a lot more than any preacher has in my life. But uh, I know a little bit about you to know that this is a safe question to ask you because there is a God story.
1: There's totally a God story.
0: What's your thang?
1: Grew up in the church. The evangelical baptist church so not charismatic at all Whoa. it was like you Whoa. know crown him with many crowns yeah. or the most lively we get was shine jesus Whoa. shine easy easy Fill that's hand clapping with the Father's <laughs> glory. Okay, anyway. so um like most christians you know when you move away for school all of a sudden you're a teen and you've got to decide is this my parents faith or is this my faith right. like it, was I just going to church to pay lip service? Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. So, Winnipeg, the Bible Belt of Canada, is a wonderful place to go to, to explore that. No, I did. Mennonite I 101. Mennonite 101. Like, are you evangelical Mennonite? Are you, um, you know, part of the brethren? Are you, you know,
0: there's... Brethren. Yeah. Brethren. Yeah. What, what? yeah. <laughs> Don't look at him. Don't Tim just ignore, ignore him. Me, but
1: he's so distracting. I like it. <laughs> so, I went there and, you know, had made a personal decision that this is what it means to be a Christian but as we were talking about a little bit um beforehand You know, I had spent some time in Europe as well, and there's this movement away from playing church. Like, let's pretend everything's okay in our lives, and let's pretend that we're all one big happy family, and let's just sing Kumbaya, and we're all the same. And there's so much diversity, and there's also singing and trusting through pain. And I like what you were saying earlier, too, about you know, faith being less about the certainty and more about the doubt and wrestling with life's questions and how to extend the love that Jesus preached without this austere model of just conformity, which, as we talked about being carmocomplected and growing up in Alberta, I did not conform. I was just by product of my background other so what does that mean and what does that mean to be a christ follower and how can it be authentic and how can i live my life without hypocrisy all of these things
0: really you figured out how to live your life without hypocrisy i have
1: not figured out that's why i barely post anything on facebook because you know someone's going to come back in five years and be like
3: you
0: remember when
1: you said that yeah yeah I was at a different place. But it is a continuum. It is a journey. And um, faith in action really is community. I know I'm throwing out a lot of buzzwords. No, no, a lot think, of wordy stuff. So let's I just, mean it. I let, mean what I'm saying.
0: Uh, let's clear this up. Do you think there's a God? Yes. Are you sure there's a God? Yes. Wow, so you don't need faith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... I am sure that there's a God because of the relationship I have with him and it's an experiential knowledge. I can't prove it to you with scientific fact. In fact, I'm not by default a creationist. I do believe there's a scientific explanation for why we're here. But I do also experience at an emotional level a desire to connect. And when I think about you know, um, Sarah Richardson who's like an interior designer, right? (laughs) And she has a master plan and everything Fits and looks together I look at nature I look at the world and I know that there's an order and sequence to it mm-hmm. that has to at least have been created by intelligent design sure. and then there's that emotional piece that says there is a creator there's someone up there who actually cares about me and then we have this desire we were created in his image to connect with people and music enables me to do that yeah, so I does. guess I can't come to you with a bunch of facts I can't come to you with, with academics you know yeah. I can just come to you with what my experience is. And it's almost impossible to talk about faith without, you know, the pitch of your voice raising and it getting to be like this, this slog, but I, I tried to be, um, open and I try to really listen to what people are saying and, you know, not to come at it from a, a judgmental way because I did grow up in like this, this black and white, no pun intended, pun intended. Mm. Uh, you know, concept of yeah. the world, yeah, and that changes well, as soon as you get older. It just that disappears because doubt is important. It's it's important not to have all the answers, and it's important to accept
0: the limits of that. Doubt is the ugly redheaded stepbrother of faith.
1: Mm-hmm. Does he have to be redheaded though? Like, <laughs> could
0: he <laughs> be like you know?
2: Listeners.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on behalf of the uh, Ginger Association of Canada, I apologize. Otherwise known as GAC. Um, ah. All right, what? Hold on a second. Where did you find a, an antique radio to prop up the soundbook? book? In,
1: really? You MacGyvered. Yeah. It. yeah.
0: I MacGyvered. We have had to MacGyver everything today. Can, I want you to sing again. Can you do that, please? Yeah, I absolutely can. What are I you think gonna we're going to
1: do an excerpt from. Let's do a spiritual. <clears throat> let's do an excerpt from the album now because we were talking about faith. Okay. And let's um, explore the faith. So as I. Um, I think I want to do a hymn for you guys this morning. Ooh, I love. Uh, you know what? Uh, I have you know actually
0: what? come to the point where I'm full circle. I've come right around to liking hymns again.
1: Yeah, I I grew up liking hymns.
0: I okay, used to like hers.
1: Absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> just horrible, horrible
0: jokes today.
1: Um, and they're just trying so I'm Like, what was I talking about? What? What? It was going to be this profound statement. Yeah, it was no, not on this show. Life, not right? on this
0: show. There's no profundity.
1: No. Um, grew up singing hymns, and like you, have come back to them and been like. This music is super important. It's theologically based. It's when you hear the stories behind their writing and creation, you're just like, wow, that's amazing to be a part of this. Um I also, you know, had a grandmother. She passed away at 94 almost four years ago now who grew up singing hymns. And so then we could sing this music together, even though we were disconnected by, you know, generations sure. and um Backgrounds. It it was just really amazing to be able to connect this way. So anyway, this is <coughs> it as well with Ooh, my soul. Oh, I like this, this one. Is my absolute favorite. I know, th- I know, th- and mm-hmm. I like it. This is fantastic. You should join in on the chorus. We're not gonna happen. Oh, uh, okay. Catherine
0: Daniel <laughs> live on the Drew Marshall show. Okay, so the my reaction to that song is just so convoluted. Um, I pulled myself out of church years and years ago. I mm-hmm. s- stopped going because I realized I had problems. <laughs> it was more me with the problems than the church. But, um, but hearing that flashed me back to, you know, I went to this church where when they sang the choruses people would sing but when they hit the hymns everybody sung mm-hmm. and and that crescendo over the last verse right that whole victorious kind of thing i remember fists going up in the air this is a baptist church oh yeah you don't lift your hands oh, no. up unless you have tourettes it's evangelical yeah uh, <laughs> they just a hand and and stand maybe even stand at the end right, right? i mean come on and uh And I'm kind of, it's nice for me to hear that again. It was a beautiful gift. You didn't know this. Beautiful gift for me to hear you do that.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Cool
0: memories for me. Uh Uh, And I don't have very many uh, in the church, but those kind of moments. And that's a killer funeral song. By the Uh way, I probably shouldn't say killer funeral song, but um, (laughs) it's a great funeral song. Uh Um, Major impact there. Man, I had so many thoughts. I got a little uh, emotional. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get out of the emotions and let me do some business, if you don't mind. Do, I don't mind at all. Gonna do one more reading of the business things, and then we'll come back and and uh, go out with one more tune, if that's all right. Trevor, dude, I I appreciate the quiet, gentle giants in the background. Yeah, really well done, man. Love you, Trevor. No, because a, a, like a great instrumentalist is almost like a great referee. You don't know that they're there because they're that good. They don't have to stand in front and hog the spotlight. You're no. that good,
1: and they make you feel like you've got wings.
0: Hmm. I was gonna say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right. Red
2: Bull's not a sponsor.
0: But Red Bull is not a sponsor. Well done, Tim. They are now, apparently, thanks to that one. I could not have picked a better person to finish live on the Drew Marshall show. Well,
1: I'm very honored. We're very, we're both very happy to be here, and I'm happy to be here. This is awesome.
0: And we're happy there's a keyboard. Yes. yes. Yay! Patrick Valentine. Patrick Valentine. Shout out. We Woo-hoo. love you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's the final piece?
1: So, the final piece is um, also another spiritual. Well, the first one was a hymn. This is a spiritual okay. from the album. It's "Give Me Jesus." Okay, and like I was alluding to before, I kind of I got exposed to this music, um, you know, in university. I didn't grow up singing this, uh-huh. but it there's uh, there's an opportunity for colors. That's the best way I can describe it that I can explore, that I can't explore in any other genre of music okay. um, when it comes to spiritual. So This Is giving me Jesus is a traditional spiritual, and like I said, it's on the album, and I, I've, lear- I've grown to love it, even though it's not one that I grew up with.
0: You know, there's another guy you need to get hooked up with. His name is Ken Whiteley. Okay. He is like um, the, how do we describe Ken, Tim?
3: A uh, really white black guy.
0: There you go. <laughs> That's really well said. You're going to get it? a call later. <laughs> he's <laughs> like You're the he's the- like the king of of the of the sort of the folk music, the but he also he, he hangs out with the huge uh soul community as well, the the gospel crowd. I mean, he's just a huge gospel fanatic and uh he does these sort of live uh, uh gospel gigs in there. anyway. i I'll stop
2: Oh, fantastic. He's also
0: playing at the Jazz Fest uh, this week, Toronto uh, Jazz Fest in Toronto all week long. Ladies and gentlemen, her final number here on the Drew Marshall Show, and the website is com. and this is Catherine Daniel. So, man, absolutely. Catherine, thank you so much. Our, you know what? I want keep calling you Catherine. Us. You that's can your, call me Kathy. I know. We're, like, we're, <laughs> we're friends now. You can do the Kathy thing. Um, what a pleasure. Real pleasure to have Likewise, you. Likewise. Thank and, you. And uh, Trevor, um, more of a pleasure, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can why. <survive. laughs>
2: Fantastic.
0: All right. We're going to head out with... Uh, A uh, track off of Catherine's uh, CD. What's the name of the CD again? Songs dear to My Heart. Beautiful. Folks, we're going to take a very short break, and when we come back, we're moving on with the rest of the Drew Marshall Show. So much more. Stay with us.